0: At what point do you realize that Messi might win this World Cup and that your photos that you're capturing like, oh, this is going to like really matter more than
1: like any other game that you've shot. There's like a Getty photographer next to me, super nice guy. By the end of it, he's just like watching me edit my photos and being like, what is going on? If this guy is like a veteran here and he's like distracted by what I'm doing, then I do something different
2: are you competitive out there like i I go whenever you are (laughs) i I love that
1: in the world cup though talking about like being competitive and like just wanting to be the best like i would just get up and like sprint down the side like the end line sometimes i'll be like oh great job great job and then i'll look at the ea photo and be like oh really i just like pushed a button to like get that it's not that hard so then i have to tell myself it's not the one time that you like took that picture it's like the eight years before that i see like the ea cover is like If they're sending me, they think I'm the best. It's not the best photo artistically, but it doesn't matter to me. It's more that, like, they called me to do it.
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to episode 80 of the 505 podcast today we welcome a very special guest we have devin LaMoreau in the building i mean what a crazy convo crazy dude so
0: she comes off of shooting the world cup and gets amazing photos while he's there and just talking to us about how he's like running across the pitch just to get a photo when everybody else is just like standing around. I don't think I've ever met anyone more competitive when it comes to photography. In our
2: space, I yeah. think I, I think that uh, just hearing him talk about his mentality towards shooting a game, I think you'll be able to take a few things away from it as well as just different things that he does to approach uh, shooting these games and how you can do it at the highest level. You know, someone that is shot, he just got off shooting an EA Sports cover of a video game. Like, I can't even imagine having that up in uh, up in our living room just like the fucking plaque you know so that's amazing and we got huge news dude next week on the pod we we're not gonna drop it now we're not gonna drop it now but uh we appreciate you guys so much for being here and I want to reiterate that none of this would be possible without you guys liking the stuff, without you commenting on the stuff, without you messaging us. Like that is the fuel to this fire. You, like, you guys are the reason why we're gonna be able to do all of these crazy things that we do in these next few years. So I, I just appreciate all of Rock Nation. I appreciate you guys so much, seriously, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, big announcement coming, but the Discord now is linked
0: below. It's Discord a hu- is linked. Huge, huge day. Dude, we already for- have like 200 plus rocks, and we're gonna there. get
2: at least the, you know there's tens of thousands of people listening to the episode so we're going to get this discord popping
0: very soon um I will say also um I wanted to bust this out this is a gallon water bottle I wanted to ask. So you have, haven't hit your fucking goal you, today. You've, you're, dude, I like already refilled. I was wondering if you had right drank any water today. I you, act, I'm you're fasting. You're sounding a little, I'm fasting. Uh, uh, you might need to clear your throat. Do you want a sip of this? I would love a sip. <laughs> I have been cold tubbing <laughs> daily. Yeah.
2: And I know you're not Do cold you have, tubbing. I haven't
0: been in that cold tub in ages. I, dude, I keep telling myself that I'm gonna get back in that cold tub. And, um, I know, want you to do it. I can literally yeah.
2: get a device to strap you down there for a minute. Get you a good solid minute. Dude, it's like the best. Imagine taking eight cups of espresso to the face.
0: Oh, no. I've done it a few times. Oh, it's okay. great. And I will say I'm pretty fired up after this Devin episode. <laughs> I got to get in, this, in this cold tub and become the best photographer in the world. Hey, let's hop into episode 80.
2: Come on. What's going on, boys? Rock Nation, Devin, everyone listening. Um, I hope everyone's having a blessed and productive week so far. I'm fucking hyped for this episode. It should be a super fun one. For the quote this week since Chase has been going on a lot of gnarly hikes the quote this week is climb the mountains so you can see the world not so the world can see you david mccullough junior all right devin give me that one-handed crack right off the I'll bat start us off strong I'm a nervous oh, okay wait i oh. fucked up oh just... yeah it's okay it's okay. Um, so that is that's going to be an NA and it, and it happens. It,
1: the, the one rule it's got to be off the table, but uh, makes sense. We're really happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> Also right, a great. We're side. happy to have you. <laughs> I don't so to be honest, I don't drink like alcohol or anything, so I never I don't drink soda. So oh, like wow. the amount of times I'm cracking open cans is like very fair, very small. you valid. said you're a Red, you said you're a Red Bull guy. <laughs> yeah, I'll do Red Bull occasionally, okay. but it's also a smaller can, so you don't fair. have as
2: much practice. We'll let that that's, we'll we'll let that slide. So yeah, I mean, you're we'll coming see. off of a, a very very historic run you got to photograph the world cup um the this you know this last this last uh, this last world cup and i, I want to start off with just take me through when you get the call that you get to go to the world cup what's going through your mind you're you obviously you played soccer growing up you went to the university of south carolina correct correct playing
1: soccer and so when you get this call what's that moment like uh i expected it only because i was the one who set it up Flex, flex. I I love it. I mean, it's not like a call like, I mean, maybe some people think this, I guess, that it's just like, oh, you know, you're good or you're good at your job so you can do, you get this opportunity. But like, there's a lot of good photographers who don't get to shoot the World Cup. I think you have to first figure out who you're going to shoot it for. Um, And then I worked with, so I was originally shooting for Major League Soccer who like hires me for a year at a time basically um and then i pushed them to apply for a credential for me like six months before the world cup so actually i guess you know looking back there was some concern that it wasn't going to happen um just because i don't think we really found out that the credential got approved until like three weeks before the world cup two weeks wow So it was like a last minute thing, but at the same time, if it was going to happen, I knew that we did everything to set it up.
2: And did you ever been to Qatar before? No, I've been to Dubai. Okay.
1: um, And honestly, it wasn't too different. Um, I loved it. I mean, Qatar is great. I just talked with, I was on a shoot two days ago in, in Kansas and talked to this guy who does, he was an agent for a lot of the female players. So he was in Australia and he said, or he was in Auckland, which i've never been to but he said it was like cold and like he was also in doha for a little bit and said it was way better than auckland
0: so i've only been to the doha airport on a, uh, a yeah i was going yeah. to south
1: africa incredible airport i mean it's yeah. amazing i think just being in america in general we just think we have the best shit it's like not always the case <laughs> they, they got bigger and better stuff yeah. yeah okay so you said you went through mls like were yeah. you the guy representing mls at yeah, the yeah. world cup as far as from a photography perspective i was the only one um there's some people there that are from the u.s that went other routes to get credentials um honestly i haven't thought about it in a while so i don't know all the outlets or details, but there's like USA Today, maybe like, uh, what are some other ones? Like, just like newspaper publications or like now they're all on web, but that's more traditional routes. And I'm sure there's some like American Getty photographers, but it's cool. Like, I mean, when you get there, you're, because I was shooting for MLS, I was technically covering like the US national team, but Major League Soccer is such a diverse league that you have people from all over. so. I think that helped me get credentials for other games. Um, So I was basically on a... They like rate you on a tier list. So I can't remember if it's like A, B, C, D or like one, two, three, four, but I was like pretty high priority for never shooting a World Cup before. Um, I think just because I was American, like maybe they don't give the same amount of credentials out to, I don't know, like Colombians or something. Um, And I think also they're trying to raise the awareness for the world cup coming in 2026 to north america that they were giving me like a higher priority just to grow that audience but that's my speculation so you apply to get the credential yeah but you only have like two to three weeks yeah to prepare i definitely remember now i mean it's such a blur because like the world cup itself is the core memories i have yeah. i would say but i definitely now remember like i almost I always had faith that it was like going to happen, but it definitely wasn't like a three month out, like chilling. This is, you know, planning where I'm staying, all this. I remember it was like a scramble at the end to even have an apartment there. Oh, Um, so I was going to ask, like, what's the living situation like? Yeah. So thankfully, again, with being with, I was like grouped in the U.S. uh, journalists kind of media housing um, and you still had to pay for it, but they have a set number of rooms. And then I was with one roommate. Some people were with like three roommates. It just depended on what housing unit you were in. Where was this fellow from? The, the guy you, I was with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was a writer and I do remember his name, but just not right now, so no disrespect. He's a really good writer. I've actually read more of his stuff now that I'm aware of him. Um, and he's been around the national team for a long time. I ran into him at like uh MLS all-star. Like I saw him going to the locker room to interview some people. So like I can tell that he has some pull mm-hmm. and it was cool. Like he was from a different generation. So like I would say I was the youngest photographer there, at least from the U S side. How old are you right now? I'm 29. So I was 28 um which doesn't feel that young anymore especially talking to you guys (laughs) but when i started i mean i was definitely even years ago i mean i've been doing this for like seven eight years now i was definitely the youngest it's funny how the photographer landscape has changed at games where i would say when i started i was by far the youngest the majority of the time and then I would say the average age was like 50 or something. Like It looked like these people would have been there forever. Cargo all, all shorts, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Nikons. You guys, you guys got it. <laughs> yeah, big cargos, big Nikons. <laughs> and now I've been, I mean, I go to a bunch of games all around the country. Like I was in Kansas, not this last trip, but like months ago I saw like 10, 16 year old, 18 year old kids. Um. Do you think it's getting younger? Or do you think it's still very gate kept? No, I think it's getting younger. I think for a while, no, it's interesting. I don't know what, what the cause is or why the, more of these people are showing up other than, or I don't know how they're being able to because I don't know what their outlets are. Mm. But I think before people just weren't asking, like there's capacity for like probably 75 photographers at each game. And like I bet years ago it was like 25 max at a game as far as like the number of photographers. So I also feel like photography has
0: become cooler as oh, yeah. like no, over sure. the last 10 years we're the same age or you're a year older than me. And in college, it was like just becoming kind of cool to do content.
1: But I would say like just being an athlete, went in college, not a photographer at all. I never, I think I had the stereotypical thing that I think I still have to work with now that athletes think they're like cooler or a level above like a photographer. And then so like now I'm trying to kind of change that to where it's just like, I'm the, you know, professional of my sport. Like, there's no reason for me to tr- even treat myself that I'm not MVP of the mm-hmm. league. Like, why not? Like, it's just a different skill Um So you're competitive and, when it comes to photography? No, for sure. But I think just as far as like photographers in general, and even like creators of any discipline, like just cause you're shooting athletes doesn't necessarily make, mean that like you need to value the athlete above your own creative worth or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's something that I've been like diving into lately more on my like personal side. Like, and I think it helps me with a level of confidence when I'm talking to players because I almost don't treat them. Like everyone says, oh, just treat them like, you know, normal people, whatever, but it's harder to do than just saying it. And granted, some people you have to like, you know, make them feel like they're special in certain moments. But the players that I get along the most with are people who just, you know, respect what you do. They feel like if you're around them and are allowed to be, you know, in their presence, then you must be there for for a reason. So I think that's interesting.
2: What do you bring? What's your loadout look like for? You know, obviously, I'm assuming you're not going to a Sammy's camera out in fucking Qatar. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. No, what, no. What but you?
1: actually, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. They have wow. a good
2: they have a good little uh, good camera store out there that you can Not, pop in through. You don't need
1: a store at these places. So, like, for major events like the Olympics, I've heard, um, definitely the World Cup, they have every, like, manufacturer, like Canon, Nikon, Sony. Oh, wow. Not every manufacturer, but those, the big three. And you can rent for free just, like, through the whole tournament. That's nice of them to I do. I wish I would have known because I, r- I rented, like, a 400-
2: Oh that you brought with you from out
1: here. Yeah. And <laughs> wow. it cost like 2 grand for the yeah. like months, oh the, two, the month that I was there. So you were out there for a full month?
0: Yeah. Man, that's so cool though. So they have like any type of it's lens really cool. camera so
1: in Doha they they crushed it. Like it was this huge um what is it? Not a convenient. What do they call this? There's one downtown LA too. Um Wow. It's just like the center, the not the conference center, but like not by it's by Staples. Anyways, it's like a big and event space oh the um there's a it's a c term How it, it's gonna sound this the convention because, center yeah, or something like go. that yeah yeah it's only because okay. it's 8 th- you know past <laughs> my bedtime um and and doha was sick like really sick um futuristic and all the photographers had this huge like media room um that's where they would hold the press conferences and all the stuff and then there's like a ton of lockers where you could store your gear and then also with doha in particular which will be really interesting how the, like North America does this for the next World Cup, but you basically take the shuttle buses to each stadium out of there, so you never like had to Uber or drive anywhere other than to the convention center. Um, and yeah, you would just be able to like go check in and like rent gear for 24 to 48 hours at a time. So it's always really cool. What was
2: your favorite match that you you know got to cover the entire time that mm, you were there?
1: I mean. I mean, obviously the final is like insane. But I would say the first, more interestingly, is like the first game that felt like, okay, I'm at the World Cup was Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. It was like a day game, first of all. All the other games that I'd shot up until that point were at night. And like growing up, all the photos that I would see of the World Cup that I thought were like iconic, I didn't realize this until I was there. They were all like shot in the day. So it's like the lighting is like, you know, it really depends where you are and like how you shoot it. Whereas at night, like if you shoot 35 games, like they're gonna kind of look the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the Argentinian fans, like even from the jump, like before they, I mean, they lost, Argentina lost that game. Um, They were still out and about, like it felt like a World Cup game. I shot probably like three or four games before that. And it's just, I was like, where is everyone at? Kind of outside the stadium. In the stadium, the atmosphere was good, but I don't know. I think maybe just the Argentinian fans like really showed up. They just bring it, up. And bring the yeah, heat. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's a messy effect. Too, yeah, 100%.
0: Um, so you were out there to cover though, like the te- technically the US yeah. team. So like, were you planning on being out there like for, their, for just their run? Were you planning on
1: being out there I mean, through the finals? Yeah. So like, I'm planning in my head to be there the whole time. It's just like, how do I do that? I definitely only had, I had a, like, I can't remember if it was a one-way ticket, but like, I definitely wasn't planning on going home. I would have tried to like sort something out and then like magically, I think, I don't know, like manifested that to, to happen. So I shot that Argentina versus Saudi Arabia game. And then luckily already I had a good relationship with Adidas. So when I shot that game, people just, like, followed me on IG before before the World Cup, like, Adidas people, and then, like, I shared, because, I mean, you take so many photos, and I don't post, like, on my feed all that much, so I would just share on, like, Instagram stories, like, quick recaps of my favorite photos, and that game, I shot some, like, really nice ones of Messi, so then, like, I remember checking my DMs and it was like from the Adidas account, like straight Adidas, which is really just one person. So, like, you feel yeah. like it's like
0: cool, but it's like we've talked about this before how, yeah. like, you see like at Nike are at yeah. Adidas and you think it's this crazy
1: thing, but it's really just a social it's media one, manager. One, one person, girl. one dude, yeah. Yeah. one gal, whatever. But I mean, there's, the I mean, she could get, you know, you have to make sure what you're doing is right. So, it was still sick to see like just Adidas say, hey, can you like come for a meeting? So I was getting met by like just Adidas, which was kind of cool. Um, and then I knew there was like something there. Um, so met with them. They had this whole like headquarters temporarily for all their employees that were working on the World Cup. And they brought me in and said, hey, we just want you to like shoot the rest for us. And I was like, perfect. Like, Say less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it, it helps i mean obviously then just like a storybook ending kind of unfolded for adidas and for Messi and argentinian fans so that was epic like i got and what was happening too is like they didn't have a photographer shooting games like they just because they i don't know if they didn't apply for a credential which is just insane like i don't know why you would do argentina that. no adidas, adidas. Oh, adidas. that's yeah, wild it is wild so wow. like i think next world cup it's like a conversation to be had um, I don't know if I'm that person, but oh, um, dude, you're would, that, you're I would that be guy. in the running. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know if I would want, like, it just depends on what I'm doing. Um, do, are, are those deliverables completely
2: restructured
1: went from MLS to Adidas? Are they telling you what they mm, want? So like, it's tough, right? I mean, for with MLS, I more or less thankfully can do whatever I want. Like, it's just the way nature of the relationship. They trust me m- to deliver the best photos I have and shoot the game how I want to shoot it, which is great. Like, I don't know if our relationship would be as good if they were trying to direct me and that's fine. Like they, they have their own, they're not a huge staff as far as the social team and they're also like, none of them are actually photographers. And so they just, it's a good relationship. Um, and they don't step on my toes too much. And I just try to make sure I always do my best for them because at the end of it, like, I'm not just a random photographer. Like I want the sport to grow as much as possible. So like I care about it maybe more than some of them do. No, not that they don't care. So it's like an easy trust thing. Whereas Adidas, they're used to doing, you know, all different stuff with photographers who have no interest or background in the sport. Probably is just like a cool photographer. Um and it's funny, like, you get into a lot of these meetings and they try and, like, tell you, okay, like, I mean, we could go into it on in a different, because there's been other jobs where that comes up. Like, an agency comes in and is like, how do you shoot this game? Like, we're going to tell you to shoot it like this. And it's like, I, you guys are hiring me because... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You I should just this, take the fucking I do pictures. this every day, man. <laughs> I'll ship you the camera. Yeah. You guys go so take the pictures. So there's two pick. teams, right? Yeah. yeah. There's no, two halves. You guys would be shocked. Yeah. I mean, maybe not, but it's, like, literally, it's we yeah but for this for the world cup <laughs> adidas was adidas was just i think part of it helps the just the level of work that i had from the games already that they're like just do that again for us and share us the photos as soon as you can the tough thing is like the pressure of shooting for adidas versus mls is the audience is way bigger and you need the photos sooner because they're trying to be really quick like MLS for the World Cup is not as important. Like MLS Cup Final, it's like I need to deliver those like while I'm on the field, and that's what I was doing with uh, the World Cups Adidas stuff. And I think that's the crazy thing is like all these Getty photographers are just like sending these photos out to like the wire, and they mm-hmm. just like have multiple people editing these, and it's like I'm shooting and then like editing on the side and then shooting again. Do you not te- like do you not go straight to phone? No, no. I I just will basically import the cards into like Lightroom and then Hmm. edit on the side um so that's how that worked I mean it was great I they used a lot of my stuff and then they used it in like some reactive things I mean the cool thing for Adidas is like they will hire you to shoot the game itself and then they hire you for the usage like they'll pay for your usage as well which as they should yeah um but sometimes like you get surprises like I shot the the final, and then like shared the photos, got paid for that, and then they came back like a month or two later and said, "Hey, we want to use these photos for Messi's new boot launch. Like, what does that look like?" So it's just like the the photos are worth more money longer, which is is great.
0: And for someone who doesn't know much about usage, aka me, and yeah. probably most of the uh, listeners, yeah, is there you know maybe like aka a, me as well? <laughs> like, yeah, <sometimes>. so like <laughs> like is there like a flat rate that you
1: like? Decide on is there a percentage or like how does licensing typically work? So this has happened a lot lately. Thank thanks to Messi being in in MLS now. Um, Apple has wanted stuff. MLS, uh, Adidas, all these other partners. Um, I kind of depend like I base it off of who who's asking sometimes just because. And then I the first question I ask is like where is it going? So without like getting too in the weeds of it like adidas as an example not saying this happened like if they would need photos of Messi to like sell his kit and then like i send them a rate that i think is like relatively fair they're just going to go into like a bunch of different stores and some other partner stores of theirs that sell adidas jerseys and they're like you know i send them a rate and then they come back and they're like well normally we only pay this and it's like yeah but i, I literally linked them like an article to CNN just saying that Messi's jersey is like the most already, but then like two days, like the most selling jersey of like all time. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's okay. like, you guys will be fine. <laughs> and it's like, just sign the check. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Cut the check. I mean, not to like, it's true though. You have to just like base it on the scenario. I'm not going to pull that for like, say, like I may be able to shoot a game for like the Chicago fire and it's like, maybe i don't know what their budgets are they have a new creative director he's being super cool and appreciates my style and just wants me to like give them some extra coverage for the messy game and it's like i'm not going to charge him what i charge adidas even though it could help them a lot it's just like i kind of feel people out um so that's the thing a lot of times i mean the best clients like shooting some of this stuff for EA I've done recently um, for the new EA FC game. Like they, it's all through an agency, but the agency just comes, tells you the budget, tells you what the buyout for your whole like card is. And then usually it's not a number you're gonna like disagree with. And you just say, gotta thank you. Like this is awesome. (laughs) Sounds good. You send the if you If you do it twice, like say like I get lucky enough to like be involved next year, then maybe I can like fight back a little bit, but usually a lot of these agencies just tell you what they're going to give you. And
2: I got a question for you because I feel like I'm filming the fucking wrong sport. Because in the <laughs> NBA, they fucking own it, dude. The NBA yeah, owns yeah. every photo, yeah. every video. so is this is this MLB too? What do, what do you know about this? So, start, yeah, we I have a whole new about, business on our mind that I might start after this pod.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know about like baseball and stuff. Soccer as far as that it's depends on your contract so like in my contract it's that i still have like rights to what i'm shooting but
2: see like even in the nba like i could get hired by an agency so right doesn't fucking matter the nba owns every photograph in the whole arena which is so crazy that you get to do that's amazing yeah yeah. that's awesome i mean it's a power back to the artist yeah
1: i mean i feel like it should be that way totally for sure unless they're paying you
2: like a gross amount absolutely yeah
1: but i mean that's same like I'm working on a project that I need to like look more into the legalities of here pretty soon with FIFA as far as like photos from the World Cup being involved in like a photo book. There's not a lot of World Cup photo books, but there are some that people share. And I'm wondering, like, I just don't know yet. So it's like, is it because a lot of these people are shooting for Getty or AP and it's like they don't own the photos at all? or is it that they just don't wanna make a book or is it because you can't? So like I've read some stuff in the media guidelines that just say, basically so far it says that I'm fine for, for my usage, but I'll get a lawyer for sure if this yeah. this opportunity comes comes to fruition, so um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so far so good. I mean, I've been doing it for like eight years and yeah, it's rare that I'll like, piggyback kind of image it like mls is paying me to shoot games but as long as i get the job done then it's like if one other company wants to pay you just a little bit more for a few of the photos like it's still growing the league so it's you know if that's what gets it shared more yeah then great totally um
2: and did you know that you always wanted to be like freelance did you ever want to go with chicago fire and be in house no, or something yeah
1: i i kind of always knew that i i just get bored like so we, Easily by shooting the same thing all the time. Not to say that shooting at a club would be pretty sick. Um, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty good friends with the LAFC photographer Ahmad. He does like a killer job there. I think he's like best photographer in the league, as far as like club photographers go. And like I love whenever. So he just had uh, his first child with his his partner, and I got to go on like two trips with with the team and like, you know, just do the team photographer thing. And I would say like 30% of the photos I was taking, like were just club content, pointless things. But then like, it's more so the connection you have with the players, the comfortability. There are already moments, like I went with them to Costa Rica and like, there's moments that you don't get even for me who someone who like occasionally has like locker room access with MLS teams, but like I'm not with those guys every day. LAFC is a little different, like closer with some of them. But like if I went to a random club, like just running into the locker room and there's people just like doing all sorts of stuff that like's cool for photos on occasion, like I can't really capture that without like making things awkward. So I just feel like, it would be interesting in that sense, but I wouldn't want to do it like f- for years. Mm-hmm. Um I've thought about, for a while I had the idea of just being like a resident, kind of like photographer in residency for certain clubs for like a few years. But then since that idea came out like three, four years ago, I've changed so much my approach to how I'm trying to have an impact. And that means just, I was going to Europe and stuff. Um trying to shoot the biggest players and like the biggest clubs. And then I was just like, I could have such a bigger impact in the US shooting MLS and growing that from my perspective. And like so far that's paid off really, really well. Um, And it's even just like emotionally or like for my own happiness in my work. But that kind of along the same lines, like it's just where you could have the biggest impact. And I think just being at one club right now just like, isn't it? for me but maybe if like down the road i've checked more things off like i would be interested but my my idea i would love to like make a book basically for each club that i would shoot at for like it's just a year but it's from my perspective almost as an artist definitely i guess as an artist not almost (laughs) kind of like an artist yeah it's like as an artist (laughs) but that's i think that's one thing too is like as a photographer sometimes i just feel like it's it is like an artist thing but now everyone is like an artist and it's just interesting word to say like what's the weight of that like but I do feel that way and that's how I approach it and how I like try and carry myself but at the same time like for you know people watching or whatever it's just a term. And so you're talking about
0: really caring about the sport wanting it to grow, um, having your photos matter. You go into this World Cup Argentina loses to Qatar at what point Saudi Arabia but yeah, no worries oh Saudi Arabia same, yeah. <laughs> not the same but... uh, my fault <laughs> anyways it's okay. so Argentina loses that game but then of course they have this like historic run and win at what point do you realize that Messi might win this world cup and that your photos that you're capturing like oh this is gonna like really matter more than like any other game um, that you've shot
1: yeah, I would say after that first game, I I mean, if Messi's on the field, like there's always a chance you're gonna win something, um, which is sick. Um, I think the point that I realized that I could really do something, like even going into the World Cup, it's like, oh, I should make a book about this. But then there's things that like, fuel that and give you more confidence. I'm, I've talked about this in another podcast so I can make it like really quick, but there's like a Getty photographer next to me, super nice guy trying to like hold my hand through the game as far as, you know, oh, I've shot Messi since he's 16, all this stuff. And then like by the end of it, he's just like watching me edit my photos and being like, oh, what is going on? Like, you know what I mean? So I was like getting, like I was f- getting fueled by that and, and then I'm like, okay, like, if this guy is like a veteran here and he's like distracted by what I'm doing, then I could do something different. Um, and I think that's where I was like, if this happens the way it could happen, and if I do it in a different way, then there could be some some value there or some a special story. Um, I, at that time, though, I wasn't shooting for Adi- once Adidas came into the picture too, then I was like, okay, definitely gonna have some extra messy f- kind of fuel. Um,
2: are you competitive out there? Like I, I go yes. whenever I, when you are, <laughs> I, I love that. No, whenever I go to shoot, I'm trying to come out with, I'm like, I'm trying to make the best clip today. Like yeah. I want people to look at, open their phone and be like, fucking God, God, got us, dude. God, he got it today, dude. He got yeah. it. He won today. But it,
1: for me, it's interesting enough. Like it's not, and that, that maybe if, if you dissect it more too, and you could be the same way or, or the other way is fine too. Like, I don't care what other people think. Totally, it's yeah. more in my own head. I need to like pump myself up. So that way, cause what happens is sometimes I'll go into a game and I know it's not like the biggest job for me and being kind of, I guess more just the experience I have now, I know I can like just almost go through the motions and delivered enough and then i'm just like if someone like even one of my friends shows up then it's like okay now like i need to step it up a little bit so like it's more for me like self to just be like yeah because sometimes i get almost like mad at myself for kind of taking your foot off the gas a little bit and it's like i'm not getting any better that way so it's i don't know there's definitely that's more what it is like after the game's over, I already know that I have in my mind probably the best stuff if I went in with that that mentality. Sometimes if I don't do that, then it's just like average. Like I just shot a game in Atlanta, Messi wasn't there, he was supposed to be in the, you know, MLS's eyes, th- thought he would be there. Didn't show up and I was just like kind of, everyone in the stadium was, you should still be happy to be there because it's a cool event, and we were like, I, me, and as far as anyone else who experienced it, but you could feel this like cloud over the game, just like, damn, where's he at? <laughs> like, and, and I, I mean, even at my hotel, there's so many kids in messy jerseys, and like you could tell the parents haven't told them yet that he's not there, just because it's hard and people spent a lot of money. Like, and it's not his fault at all. Like, he can do whatever he wants. It's just like, that's how the game was. The vibe is just like, all right, we're all still here watching this game and it's actually a great game. And if Messi never came to MLS, like this is still the game. The score was like 5-2 and it was exciting. Atmosphere was good considering. And it's just like, even me, I'm just there like, man, I have like two other trips after this as far as like projects I'm shooting. Like I'm ready for this to kind of be over. And like, I hate that. So if I can flip a switch and be in like the competitive zone, like before the game, I mean, it would be sick if this kid's listening to this, but there was like a kid that came up to me and like this has only started to happen this year and after the World Cup, like young photographers are like taking pictures with me. And it's like really cool because I mean one, like similar to what I said about feeling and being treated almost similar to how a, a player would be, not to say that it's a ton of people, but it, it's almost like once one person per stadium now, which is, it's cool. And also to see the kids shooting, like I think this touches on kind of everything we've talked about already, but then seeing that kid shoot. And then like, I like followed him on Instagram and like, he's like decent. He like just started and I'm like, oh shit. Like these kids are like gonna be good, like really good. And I was like, when did you start shooting whatever? He's like, oh, I'm like 19 or 20 now. And I was like, okay, I started when I was like 21, 22. Like in the future, these, you know, there's gonna be like a lot of competition and people who can, I mean, I could like, I don't want people copying what I do, but I could copy what anyone does. Like I have the knowledge to like, if someone sent me, showed me a photo, I could mimic that in two seconds. So it's like, I have to, you have to be turned on and like, you know, almost like mentally locked in to find those moments in, at least in soccer that stand out and don't look the same as everyone else's and then on top of that i don't know just make sure one you don't miss them because like even now you can still miss stuff like god dude miss it that's the worst yeah i was was shooting for a a very big client for a messy game recently and literally like for some reason my like focus was like on my eye tracker or something. And I was like, why is it not focusing? And he's like walking out. And it was like at the key shot on their shot list. And I was like, I had to like rack, like manual focus it and like barely got it. But I was like, dude, like I'm looking around, like what is going on? So like those sort of things, like that still happens to people like me, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that you have to be on your shit all the time and being competitive puts you in that that zone.
0: I like what you were saying about the kid and him being so young and you seeing his work and be like, damn, if like you're that good at yeah. that age, like if you keep going by the time you're my age, Drake in an interview says, he's like, I'm not worried about the rappers that are already out. He's like, I'm worried about the fucking 16 year old in his mom's basement making yeah. beats and rapping. like That's gonna be the mm. guy who kind of dethrones me in a way. So i think it's cool that you're taking a competitive angle to it to get yourself more hyped up because i used to do music figs doing lakers and when you're shooting the same stuff you know night in night out basis it's easy to kind of just like go through the motion so you have to find that i guess extra gear to like really bring it that night um can you talk about your process through a game like how do you decide what lenses on your camera are you Shooting with only one body? Do you have two? Um, like, what is your process on deciding like what gear you're using, what lens, and like where you are? Yeah, where the pitch? Did
2: positioning,
0: dude. I'm, I'm like, I can't even. Your field
2: is so much bigger
0: than. Yeah, it's huge. You and know? do you have
1: like, do you have access to just kind of walk around? So, again, I, I think that f- to set up that question, like everything depends on the game, what, what the game is. So, I think the most. I don't know. It's tough to say like the most interesting for the viewers could either be like a regular game because that's like what's most accessible or like leagues Cup Final or then even World Cup Final, which is like the least accessible. So maybe I I can kind of like walk through a few of them. So say like a standard game. If it's an MLS game, I have like all access just based on my like credential and I have like a season pass credential so I can kind of go to any stadium, any game I want whenever which is, is really cool. It's almost like a staff staff badge. We like let the teams know up front that I'm coming, but beyond that, I can kind of do whatever. Um, I don't typically go in the locker room um, just because there's no no reason to right now. Um, so what I would bring, most games, I, I, I'm a cannon shooter, so I have an R3 and an R5. And I'll, for the majority of the game, Now, just starting this year after the World Cup, I do bring a 400. Um, It looks like awesome, especially for players like a midfielder or something who's like farthest from me, like a center midfielder, even Messi on occasion is usually, it depends. My my favorite thing to shoot on would probably be like 70 to 200 and then just a wider lens. Like I use a 28 to 70 now.
2: I also noticed you had like a fisheye of sorts. Yeah, I do that occasionally. And what is that? Is that like
1: an eight or a nine or something? No, I think it's, uh, I'd have to double check, Okay, but it's like maybe a eight to 15 or eight to 12. or Oh, something. but it's a zoom of sorts. Yeah, it's a zoom. Oh. It's not a prime, um, which is helpful. Mm. Sometimes it's cool to like go all the way and have like the black ring around it, kind of the border. And then other times, you know, you can have your subjects fill it. Um, but i like to do that for like stadium shots and then huddles um i'd say like almost like any sports photographer i that's where it's like i don't know what makes some of my photos so different i feel like like i'll if you scroll through like even a college like photographers it's not saying they're a college kid but if it's like sometimes a pro who shot for like alabama or something like some of their photos are like really good but there's just like a look and feel to it that like i don't love i don't know where that comes from um do you feel like it's more moment or more edit or crop i think it could be all three okay i think it's coming from a taste i would say that and not to say that it's you know maybe majority of the population like hardcore college football fans like dads in their basement like love those (laughs) that look and feel like i don't know dude (laughs) But for me, it's not like, it's not like, uh, an artsy thing. It feels, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a piece of art or something that you would get in a, but it doesn't give you like any sort of emotion. That's I think the that's shift. the key. That's a shift. That's the shift that I
2: see at least like from like guys our age, I, I feel like, um, a, a photographer that pops into my brain is uh cool Mac. He, he, he does a lot of MBA stuff, okay. but he was, um, he, we were talking about this a minute ago and he was like, there's this shift of. People our age that have been in, you know, sports, for example, and it's completely shifted the style of stuff because it used to be much more even photojournalistic for video. Like it was just like, yeah.
1: That's the video, throw it up. Maybe it's also in like the players' eyes a level of like trust and respect in like big moments that they see you. There's this level of comfortability or like vulnerability that I don't know, maybe Walter had that with like Michael Jordan, for example. Um, where somehow you're able to get that little bit of extra like twinkle out of, or, you know, spark from them. And I think maybe that's something in in my own work. Maybe it's just because I'm around more people know me somehow. Um, or trust, like say, like, I could probably say this for like LAFC stuff. And I know we're talking about like having a club photographer and that this and that, but like, I'm around a decent amount. So I feel like when the players see my camera, there's like, they don't feel like there's this camera like right in their face. And I'm usually I'm not right in their face. So I think that's part of it too. But there's definitely something about, yeah, I don't know, capturing it with, with some level of extra emotion. And maybe it's just cause I care so much about it and romanticize it in my head that it's like, when the moment happens, I'm already like expecting it. When you
2: like photograph soccer or, like, say, say we got two teams, right? We got yeah. we got Messi's team, we got another team, yeah. right? And you're covering Messi's team. They're going this way. Mm-hmm. Are you hanging out on half the side that they're um, scoring usually on? Usually,
1: like, around the corner.
2: so I'll Always hang in the corner. Yeah, usually. Yeah, usually. It oh, depends,
1: wow. though. Um, that's because... Because it's the like, goal, right? The goal yeah, is the like fucking with, whole thing. like, with Messi right now, I've just been, like, waiting for, like, an in-game celebration shot that, like, not the celebration shots are everything, but, like, I don't have one, I had like 10 from the World Cup and I don't know how that happened. Like I've been shooting at least like six or seven Inter-Miami games now and like have yet to get one where he like scores and then looks like basically right where I am. It's just, you know, you can't be everywhere. That's the thing where like NBA, you're so much closer. In the World Cup though, talking about like being competitive and like just wanting to be the best, like I would just get up and like sprint down the side, like the end line and like be at least there when he like turns around after he's like been congratulated by all his teammates. Playing soccer probably helps with that, huh? Yeah, like literally. <laughs> but also it's, I think it's just like, maybe it's a cultural thing being American, you're like a rebel and like just don't care. I don't know, or being young. Competitive as fuck, this I mean, country I, to is be, super competitive. And to be honest, I think also a lot of like these guys are so old at the World Cup <laughs> that they can't run. <laughs> cargo shorts are too so long. Long. also like he's you got you're, lens you're,
2: in each cargo short, dude. dude yeah. You Can't make <laughs> it across
1: the pitch. You're like, I mean, you're not allowed <laughs> that, to do this. That
2: Nikon's like 400 pounds exactly,
1: <laughs> and they have them like strapped in, wearing like the crossbody vest, like four of them, dude. Like yeah, yeah. It's like Optimus Prime. Or something. <laughs> yeah. But they don't miss, that's the thing about these guys. Nah, those guys guys don't miss, bro, they don't miss. Like I'll miss sometimes, they definitely don't. They may not crop the photo after, but like they they don't miss a shot. That's so funny. Um, But yeah, like so at the World Cup I would run. Messi's, so like, I mean, we're on, I don't know where the camera is obviously, but like I would run over half the field when he had a penalty in the final. And I like looked over to my friend who was like shooting the game with me. He was with me for some of the world cup or all of it really. He's another us guy. Um, and I was like, bro, dude, like is this the only time Messi's scoring this whole, it was his first goal of the final. And like, we didn't know that the score was going to be, I can't, I can't even remember the score right now, but it was a lot, um, like four to four, three to four or something. Um, And so you think that's like maybe the moment with me shooting for Adidas, I was like, all right, I have to have this. And he's for the world cup. You would get put into a, you would all basically like trying to get like sneakers. Like it's a drop of like where you can sit. So like having the higher priority, you still are in a bucket. That's like, okay. Like priority a, which is Getty and AP, the people who probably pay the world cup a phenomenal fee just to get better, like a five feet over. Um, then B was like where I was. And so probably like 25 to 30 of the seats were already taken. And then you have to like, just click like enter as soon as it, drops and then it says okay your turn is in five minutes and then like you just are watching all the good seats just get like slowly taken
2: it's a southwest flight literally yeah (laughs) so it's like (laughs) yeah yeah pop in there dude you're at are level c yeah (laughs) fucking back yeah
1: so just make it work like it's exactly like that um i was even like going to the media place because there's like better wi-fi there so it's like a millisecond faster um but yeah so i was for the world cup like no one wants to switch seats with you. some some of the games that weren't as important, or if you find a photographer who's only covering like uh France, then like, hey dude, like let's swap, whatever. But like World Cup final, like no one's switching. And so you're stuck down here when Argentina's attacking down there. So I had no choice but to like run down there when that was happening. So so I did that, but I was like literally the only person out of like 200 like plus photographers. So I've frozen. Again, I feed off of that. They're all like turning their heads as I'm like running <laughs> past them. The marshals are like, "Hey, you can't do that." I was like, "Oh, I left my battery down here. Like, I need it." So like, it's what it's the last game, but I, I I did it for a lot of games. So like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just that kind of mentality. They're too, talking that, about that you helps.
2: They're like, "This guy never remembers his battery." Yeah. yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is super forgetful. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but so part of that then like it's, it was worth it. I mean, now, like the, the thing that I'm kind of working on is like a messy world cup book and flipping through it, it literally looks like I was just everywhere. Like, I don't know. I I, I didn't get every goal, but like I have almost every goal and it's not a, you know, conglomerate group of photographers contributing to a project. Like it's just one person's lens. So I think that's like so sick. So um, yeah.
0: I love that. When can people expect that to drop? Because I'm well, sure people yeah. are gonna want that. No,
1: uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I had a. I'm trying. I Honestly, the next step is like genuinely showing, like trying to meet with Messi at a table like this and just like show him. So it's like he listens to our pod. So yeah, he
0: Number one, potty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll make sure we we'll give a
2: call. Yeah, yeah. So
1: like I, I've taken it to a few people who could also be like involved parties. Um and everyone loves it it's just like all right so like what does messi think yeah um honestly the best case scenario is he really likes it wants to have like a small role in it as far as like writing so the the biggest issue with the book right now is that i didn't shoot the game versus australia which is just one of the knockout rounds the reason i didn't is because i was shooting the u.s game that was at the exact same time so not my fault but there's a hole in the book so it's like how do i make up for that and it's like hopefully Messi helps me make up for that by like writing a note to the fans or something just it's in the exact like middle of the book so it would be a nice break of like okay we've seen a lot of soccer photos of me or you know Messi, and here's just like a note and then we move on and i think the key to that too is just like selling that it's all just from me it's not from a lot of people so we'll see if he's, he's down for that. We'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, oh, dude, fingers know. crossed. Cause Where that I, would be insane. Yeah, yeah. There's some things in motion. Like I, I, I think it'll happen for sure. It's just time. I uh, love that. I would love, I would love for like the book to be at least pre-ordered a bowl by like Christmas. Cause then it would just like be crazy. That's soon. But like, if you think about it, like, yeah, I don't want to give other people with messy photos, any ideas, but like, it it's hard to imagine like the limits of like how many like people would want that. And it's so rare to get a book about a great athlete, sometimes until they're like dead almost. Like there's Muhammad Ali books, like he's not around anymore. I don't know when they all came out, but like Yeah, or or even when a player's like no longer playing, like Jordan sure. books. Yeah. It's all just like afterthoughts and it's like, why would you not want this to be more current? So anyways, that's, yeah, Besi- one thing. Besides the book, what other things are kind of
2: in motion right now that you can talk about?
1: Mm. So, I, I mean, I have my own agency now. Um, I saw, is that linked to your, that's linked in your bio, right? Yeah, Starting Eleven, um, soccer specific agency. So that was like a huge transition in my career um, that happened. Really, we officially launched like right before the World Cup. Um, but I would say just 2023 in general was the, the launch. And so far we have two series on Apple TV, like season pass for MLS. One's like a drone tour, which like I don't have a massive role in. It's more my partner and some of our team. Just showing stadiums with like FPV drones and some interviews. It's more to give like a new fan kind of what to expect about like going to a stadium. What's the history behind it? they're fun um we just did a really nice one in Portland that as I'm starting to play more of a role in these like I think they can be a little bit more interesting and we're learning like the whole team's learning how to make them more interesting the the issue is that we've already shot the majority of stadiums so it's like not that we would need to shoot them all twice but like you could with the lessons that we know now it would be cool to you know, reshoot some of them. And it's funny though, like people, we were in Portland and Portland's just like this wild city now, you know? Oh yeah. I don't know how often you guys, I haven't been. um, I went to school in Eugene. It's it's like downtown LA right now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, we were just cracking up in the car. Like, what if we just like shot this as like, what some of these cities are like really like, not just the... You know, beautiful no one parts. Would go. People are like <laughs> literally smoking crack, like yeah. on the corner of the. These guys are just shooting up heroin. They're You're like, yeah, like actually, we're like, why don't we just shoot it from like a real perspective in Orlando? Like, someone got shot outside the stadium. Like, wow, they were filming like the drones up in the no air and like way. the cops Shit. are pulling up. Like, what? Yeah, so like. I mean, that that could happen anywhere. It's not just MLS stadiums, but like, it was just a funny kind of...
0: The juxtaposition.
1: Yeah. 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 The beauty of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drones just ripping. Guy's yeah. got his goggles on, has no idea. Right. Um, then we have another series that's like more... It's still in its like early stages, I would say. And we are too as an agency about how we're telling some of these stories, but it's called Breakaway. And it's basically, hey, go select some of the like players with interesting personalities and stories around the league and just like telling off the field story of them that will be interesting for fans to watch. And it's like, there's, that's like the full direction. And the, at first it sounds like, okay, we have free reign with all these players and it'll be really cool. And then it's like, well, the player has practice today and then it's their off day tomorrow. So they're not really wanting to do a lot and it's mid season. So it's really, it's hard to do these things. Like, I think we see now like some of these docs that come on like Netflix or whatever, a player and, or your Apple TV. And it's like, you're getting like glimpses in, but at the same time, like some of those people were with those guys for like three months, like on and off. And it's like, we're getting like 12 hours and you have to stay in like, it feels like they're like in the military and you have to stay in like a 30 mile radius. But at the same time, I just watched this thing where it's like filmmakers or, Creatives, like you can't just say like, these were the conditions, like it just has to be good. So I think that's the mentality that we're like, I like that embracing and it's like, it doesn't like just make this as cool as possible. And we we did some cool ones. Like, I mean, we, Cade Cowell was one of the first ones I worked on. And it's like, it was also like the first time I ever directed anything in, in my life. And like, we have him on an ATV and he's like interested in like shooting guns and fishing. And it's just like a different, Vibe of most young players coming up in the league today. Um, so that was really cool to shoot. He was, like, super great to work with. We have some plans um, for some upcoming ones. We're going on a boat. I'm trying to take someone on, like, a helicopter tour over New York. So there's fun things that, that are happening. Um, and the players like to do them because also our crew in general is just, like, young and, like, we're not a typical media Thing. We don't, we, so we need like voiceover for these. And we kind of went away from just having like the player sitting in a chair doing like talking head kind of cut to his interview because I just think that's so boring. So we're like having them record the interviews like on their couch, like laying down or something like that. And we don't use the footage, it's more just to keep them relaxed and like they really appreciate that. And I think you get just like more unique stories and they open up more in, the, in those environments. Yeah. Like with the Cade piece, like we we were still learning, but like we just had a full day of shooting and we needed to record the VO. No, we, we already recorded it. He was like, we thought we had him in a good setup. Like he's sitting on a ATV, just like chilling in front of this orange tree. And like his answers were still like, as soon as the cameras get switched on, it's like PR mode because they're so like PR trained. And then we had like a family cooked meal at his parents' house after. And he's like telling us how being like, brought into the league at like 16, like he didn't finish high school. And sometimes he doesn't feel like he's like intellectually, like always has the same, like experience as people who like go through college or, and it's just like, whoa, dude, that's what we need to like. <laughs> and were you recording? No. Uh, so we learned that lesson of like, damn, always like be recording. all the answers are like in the most casual as possible and always be recording. So that's where we're trying to like shift to. Um. But yeah, it's just interesting things you like learn along the way. But it's it's a cool series, um, and it's something that we're excited that we've been like given the opportunity to or trusted with the opportunity mm-hmm. to shoot. We literally just shot the the best thing that we've done so far. It was a messy. It was called Messy Mania. It lived on Apple TV for like fifteen hours that's so cool and yeah, but that's the that's reality that's like, of it's not cool because it, oh. it got taken off but, but the piece itself was really cool the The reason it got taken off is there's like a messy series that's coming out and i think all of apple wasn't fully aligned on what our project would be and see it as like a competitor or something that could confuse the audience for their multi multi-million dollar you know, documentary so it is what it is we're trying to figure out where it can live and show it but like everyone that did see it in that short period of time was like, wow, this is like one, the best footage of Messi I've ever seen. And then two, like it was just emotional almost. And to see it like on Apple TV for real, like we see the breakaway pieces, but this was like, felt like a mini feature and that kind of fired me up. And like, so my partner is like more, I would say like he, he's been, he's had an agency for years and he's a little bit older than me and he's comes from the video side and like really put his like heart and soul into it. And like I did, and I think his mentality right now was more like, man, like that really sucks and that you, you spend so much time on something and effort and it doesn't get out. But for me, it was more like the feeling I got when I got, when it came out, fired me up like so much because it's like, okay, this won't be our last project like this. And yes, I mean, I mean he'll come to the same realization if he hasn't already um, and that's why we work together. But I was like, dude, I'm not worried at all. Like if we could show this to three execs somewhere else, like we'll get greenlit another project. And it also, yeah, just shows you how nice it is to see something like that, that shot and that you're like proud of. Cause this whole time I've been waiting a lot of our crew is young and we're from can like a lot of the people are kansas-based because that's where my partner is and they just haven't had the opportunity to work on feature projects yet like this breakaway stuff is some of the first and it's like it's there's definitely a, sometimes a difference in quality from people obviously who start it, and also sometimes even like la versus kansas stuff like that but we're doing a great job with with, with what we have. And I think it just, the messy doc would prove that we are capable of like shooting something like really, really special. So yeah, I I think that's what I'm like most excited about now is getting some more opportunities like that. I wanna watch that. I'm bummed. We're we're trying to figure out where where we can put it. It'll definitely be like accessible at some point. Um, That's awesome. Do you you feel like messy is just undoubtedly the goat? No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now
1: <laughs> I, I grew up watching like Ronaldo more so than Messi. Um, my first game I ever watched on TV that I remember was like Ronaldo's debut at Manchester United. And from then that's when I like really fell in love with soccer. Um. So, and for me, like my mentality growing up playing always was kind of inspired by Ronaldo. Even though I would say like I was more of like a Messi style player, um, cause I wasn't like the biggest and like had a, you know, I was just more like that kind of player, but the mentality and, you know, I just picked a side basically. But, and then after the world cup, I was like, man, like, I guess I'm a messy fan. now. <laughs> like I, I was always a, a, I'm not someone who's like, Oh dude, you're crazy for thinking that that person's better or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think it's like pretty set in stone and it just is what it is. Like if, the you know tables were turned and Ronaldo won the World Cup. I would want like the messy fans to be like, "Come on, thanks. yeah." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so it's fair, you know. And Wait, so, real quick, you're at the World Cup. Like, how hard is it for you to not watch the game and like actually get these so, moments? I think this is again the competitive side. Like, I'm so locked in. I don't care at all about watching the game. <laughs> I just want to be the best photographer there. Like at that point, the just the transition I've made. I still absolutely like love soccer. And even if I was playing in a pickup game or something, like I still want to be the best player there. Um, but now with photography and like really owning that, I would say it's like just as much as part of my personality. And I think I could watch it. Like I didn't watch a single of the game on TV. Like there's highlights that I'll see now that I'm like, when did that happen? Like I was, cause I, I wasn't at every game, it's impossible. We would watch games like in between in the media lounges at the stadium waiting for your game to start. But beyond that, like I was never really at the World Cup putting my camera down just because. And that doesn't mean I didn't like enjoy it. I think it would have just been a missed opportunity and I would have like been upset with myself.
2: I also love getting the fucking shot. Yeah, I, I exactly. love it. I'm like, this is the like, most I don't care. serotonin boosting thing yeah. to get the shot and then be like, check this shit out (laughs) mr getty you wouldn't
1: believe it (laughs) cargo shorts come over here (laughs) yeah like i'm trying to think if there's ever a moment where i was just like putting the camera down like wow i i'm sure just the moments in between like are enough for me i don't need to like watch someone score and not be shooting it yeah you're getting hit up to
2: shoot you know games and as you transition into owning an agency you've partnered now with a business partner that's in that's in kansas are you guys cold outreaching to these teams and saying, hey, you know, it's no longer just me. I'm with a team now. Or are you going the agency route and hitting up, you know, all these soccer agencies? Because I know there's specific agencies of soccer. Like we've done agency work and where they hit me and they're like, we have this much money. Can you do it? And it's not like a, there's no debate on it. Um, you know, and so I'm kind of wondering how that process has shifted because you sound like you get hit up a lot now, which is awesome. Um, and you don't have to do outreach. But I'm assuming for the agency, has that changed?
1: Hmm. I think for the majority of our work, we are like, either my partner Casey or I were like, if it's a photo project, like we're near the top of the list. If it's a video project, like in the U S he was like near the top of the list. There's still some relationships that like we're always trying to like work on and grow. We are just in Portland, had some meetings, um, with brands that like we requested, not them. So I would say that's kind of the outreach, but, I mean, that's a good thing about it and why we partner together is like we have one of us has some connections and we can get our a meeting and on the calendar with no agenda for with most of these brands. So and that's like just because we worked hard to get there and, you know, are respected by eventually over the course of like our combined almost like 10 years each in the, you know, world of soccer that that can happen were you nervous at all in having a partner because yeah that's a
2: fucking huge huge decision Yeah.
1: yeah um what i thought this was coming right before the world cup i was already like it's so funny so much stuff has happened this year that i can't remember why i was feeling like so gassed that i was like doing so well last year i thought last year would be like the best year that i could possibly do and then this year has just been like I can't remember anything that happened last year. Um, I was at that point when he approached me about the idea, I was like, this makes total sense because as a photographer, I'm already like, I don't know what else I could do. Like there's stuff I can do. You can get one off shoots or, you know, maybe you get a relationship with Adidas or Nike where you're shooting every campaign for the next like five years. But Like that's so rare. And a lot of times you could do the best job possible. And then like you're the IT photographer in this field for three years. And then it's like, it's just people have seen it. And maybe you get, you know, in the Andrew Bernstein of the world, like you're still around, but there's other people getting campaign work. There's other people, you know? So I was like, what do I do next? That one, like gives, provides me some like security and two, lets me like expand. And, like, I don't have any technical video background, but I can envision what something should, like, look like and basically, like, learning now to, like, direct a team to produce that. So I was interested in, in directing some and then also just having something bigger than than myself. So that's basically what, what pushed me into that. Casey is, like the go-to soccer, just video production guy, I feel like for a certain range of projects. It's not, I don't think he or I yet are at like the top level, like main commercial for a full brand identity for the year. If it's like Nike football, Adidas football, like we're not quite there yet. Maybe if we were given the opportunity, like we could tell those stories, but that's okay. Like it still takes time and finding out what our style is but like we're really good at working with players and getting the best out of them under certain situations and we're also really good like a lot of these like people who aren't from the soccer world like can't handle these quick turnarounds and juggling like even some of the like more mundane projects that still need to be done and there's budget there like saying we just did some stuff for leagues cup which was this you know mls and mexico tournament that happened it's where messi first arrived and he they won leagues cup we did like 400 videos of like just this vo guy saying like hey this is the game on this day and this day and like make sure you're here at this stadium. And it's almost like old advertising, but like that still needs to be done. And there was like real money behind it. So it's like some of those projects we can handle. And then when those same clients get, hey, can you do a media day? And then a commercial about, like a more emotional commercial, like we're still first in line because we did the dirty work. So Casey and our team is like a perfect blend of of both of those things. And then for the really, the messy doc and other stuff like that, we can bring in, like, you know, contracted, you know, expertise in their, you know, specific fields and skill sets that help piece it together. Um, I like what you said, though, about how
0: you might not be like the most talented video guy, but you know what it could look like. I feel like when we're starting as creatives, like, we have taste you can see you can see something and be like i like that i might not be able to like create it yet i'm not maybe not good enough but i like that and i feel like you have to trust your taste as an artist especially when you're first starting out because you're going to continue to get better but like taste and like the your eye of like oh that looks good and this is why this looks different than this and this is why i'm going to shoot this differently like i think that's what separates people and like trust your taste yeah
1: No, I agree. And then I think so much of it comes down to just like never once in my mind have I thought that like we weren't gonna get to where we wanna be. And that's just like literally nothing in my career is ever like, like this Apple thing is like a huge setback for us. One, because it's like, we did this great job, like technically on paper it is. We did this great job. We thought like millions and millions of people would see this and like our name is like splashed on it like pretty hard in the front and in the back. And it's like, again, something to be really proud of. Now it's just gone. And it's like, what could have been, but at the same time, like for me, like I said, my original thought is like, wow, we still did this. And I feel like fired up after watching it. And it's like, I just, I don't know if it's because stuff hasn't happened to me and I've been really lucky, but it, I just feel so confident about where, what is possible all the time that exactly like you said, like I know eventually we'll be able to, be creating work on a very consistent basis that we're proud of instead of just looking at like, man, like I wish we could have done this. If we had a little bit more budget or if we had a little bit, like we're just learning, like I embrace that, you know, the learning and the just any obstacle and be like, all right, like take it in a positive way. And then it's like, that's why I love the messy piece because it's like, we've worked on 10, 15, maybe even 20 different, projects already this year and like the messy one was the first one where I was like look like I knew we would get to this so now that we are capable of that like what could these next projects look like and projects that we don't even know exist yet you know what what will that be like so and speaking of projects that you're proud of I'm assuming
0: you're very proud of yourself for having a photo that you took at the World okay. Cup. Be selected as
1: the cover of a video game yeah can you talk about that yeah yeah so that one was it, actually it's okay because you guys aren't soccer guys so the soccer world will give you you know some uh leeway it's from a champions league game of, of erling holland so like he's from norway um and so like they they didn't make it to the world cup but this was from a champions league game um and i think that thing that i'm proud of about that is that it's not even the photo. Cause like I look at it, and I'm like, damn, like I took like 10 other photos of him in that same game that are like cooler. It's more the opportunity that I was entrusted with or offered. I see like the EA cover is like, if they're sending me, they think I'm the best. So like, that's all I care about. And yes, I've like, I delivered some work that I'm proud of for that. And not to say that one photo is like, I'm not proud of it, but it's, it's not the best photo, like artistically, but it doesn't matter to me. It's more that like they called me to do it. Like I think that's because I, I have no control over what picture they they t- you know use and what what uh, what reasons they have on the side for needing to have Adidas, Nike, Puma all in the same picture. Like it's they have to like do their sponsors proud. It looks like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's a dream like growing up playing that game for years and years with my friends and then like, you almost feel like guilty sometimes like sending, like when it happened, like I would send it to my friends just to be like, now I like took this picture and I just feel like it's, yeah, for me, it's really cool. And all my friends are like super nice about it, but at the same time, I don't know, it's just like a weird thing to send to someone in a way, you if you like get what I mean, you feel like you're bragging? Yeah, like I don't know. It's like some nowadays, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, when you do, I'm like, as being not the majority of my friends are soccer people, so then if you're in the huddle with Messi, it's like on a weekly basis almost, it's like the possibly the coolest <laughs> thing you can do <laughs> yeah. as being not a player. So it's just, and you want to share that with people, but I feel like I would just be like, all right, dude i get it like you're <laughs> you know what I, mean? I get it. to your fucking sick. your dogs <laughs> you want to see you eat though you know yeah you
2: send me like you caught a yeah. bag i'm like let's fucking that's go. How all am. my yeah. dogs are 100%. eating you know uh, that everyone's i want everyone at my table to be wealthy and like yeah. to be doing dope shit no i would agree and i
1: i mean i've never really talked about that before but there definitely is this weird level now that i'm experiencing where i'm just like cool like and then i I think maybe this is an interesting thing to talk about for like creative people in general, is like when stuff starts to like really work out, like how do you share that? Like, cause a lot of my family, friends, they aren't in a creative space at all. So it's like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, great job, great job. And then I'll look at the EA photo and be like, oh, really? I just like pushed a button to like get that. It's not that hard. So then I have to tell myself it's not the one time that you like took that picture it's like the eight years before that of all the work all the time you're staying up to like 3 a.m editing stuff all the trips when I first started that I wasn't getting paid for and you know I mean like I think you have to just continue to like basically like rate yourself the highest all the time and be your own biggest fan not for like the ego side of it, but just otherwise it's so easy to get caught up and like be even like a painter or something like, it's like, okay, you're just like a professional color. Like it's, you're not, but like you could tell yourself that because maybe also it's easy for you now or easier to to perform the physical, like the actual task of it. But I think that's just an interesting thing that maybe some other people experience. And like now there's like a smaller and smaller list, I feel like of people who, I talk to regularly who have like, like I don't know any photographers that shot the EA cover personally. Like I don't know them. I can't like talk to someone about, oh, how did this make you feel? It was the coolest thing you ever did. But then like in the back of your head, you're like downgrading it. Like there's one of your, like your different like consciousness or like, oh man, it's not that big of a deal. And not even in a way of like trying to promote, like boost you up. It's more just like someone in your head is trying to like, keep you down almost. And then on the other side, you're like, oh no, look at it this way. So I don't know. I think it's like, I'm still human and have those sort of thoughts all the time that maybe when things look like they're going so good, you still have like to battle with that. It's also interesting. I feel like an actor could coming off of
0: like a really successful TV show, have that same feeling, right? I think I've heard Aaron Paul talk about this, how, you know, breaking bad ends and he was on a, I think like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy, the host was like, so like, what are you gonna do now? That like, arguably the most successful thing that you've done is like in your past, like how do you move forward? And I think you just have to be like proud of yourself, but almost like not satisfied because you're like, I still like I'm doing this for the love of the game, but yet it's interesting how you're balancing both. But you love it, right? Yeah. You fucking love it. I
2: I love it too. I feel like that's people that I talk to that have been, that just have a camera or like whatever, whatever their medium is, they're creative people. Um, They, you got to remind yourself that we get to wake up and I don't have to go sit in a fucking shitty basement and hate what I'm doing. Because, dude, I think, I think there was a stat that said like 70 ish percent of Americans hate what they do. And to think about that, you do that for, potentially 60 percent of your whole life is crazy and so like when i'm even like you've covered some of the biggest things in the world you've covered you know world cup and whatnot but at the same time i'm sure that that feeling of the newness to it your your heart is calm even in the biggest the craziest moments of a dj i'm like i'm calm because i've done this like this is my game you know and I, i just think back to like trying to be grateful for it and think like, dude, like fucking ten years ago, I would have died if you said I get to sit here and like film or photograph this game. Uh and the the fact of like you're you were a former athlete, I was a former athlete. I think about that. I'm like, oh all these like I've put in these reps for ten years. I've missed all these shots to get this one shot. And like while at the same time it is you're pressing a button. I'm I'm pushing a button too. Anyone can fucking do it. But I don't think anyone can do it like you. You know, and that that is like the differentiating factor of like like you were saying the sparkle of of someone's eye when they're when they're facing you. I think the same way when I when I'm around someone, I hope that they feel more comfortable and not that like I'm rolling on them 24 seven or I'm trying to I'm trying to get this best shot for me. I'm like, I want I want to make you look amazing and. I want you to do your job well. And I just want to happen to be here on the wall, you know? And so I think keeping that mentality, like you're saying, and trying to get better and trying to force yourself to get better. Cause at the highest level, when all of us have done this, like you've been doing it for so long, we've all been doing it for so long. It, it's, it's all good. You're not, I'm not looking at him like, oh, this is fucking terrible today. I, I usually do what I do best, you know, or like same with the photographers, same with the video people. So at the same time you do have to be, I feel like that, uh, that opposite side of like, yo, you could have done this better. And I feel like that that does make you better and continues, to, you you know, you continue to progress and do amazing things like have the cover of EA sports. Like that's yeah. amazing.
1: No, thank you. I, I think also while, while you're talking about that, I remembered as well this year, like we, I touched on earlier with those kids now that like come up and say like, I want to take a picture with you. It's like, I'm just a photographer, bro. Like, this is cr- like pretty crazy. Cause that's where also not just the fact that they want to, but the fact that they feel that whatever I've done has like got them to want to do what they're doing now. I mean, that's one, I'm growing the game then because now I'm bringing in new photographers who are going to be sharing incredible photos of, of the game to even a younger audience. So I almost feel like that's part of the motivation now too, as well Is that I still need to be better than the kids just to make them want to be better. And yeah, I think that's my goal in general. Like you just have to find a goal that's like bigger than yourself, which for me, I, I committed I committed to that in my mind when I like, I talked with MLS two years ago about, I want to be like the photographer for you guys for like 10 plus years as long as I want to do it and I thought when I say that like I need to then be good enough to do that and the best person for that job but basically I just want to document the history of it so that way it gets other people excited about it over over the next 10 years and then therefore I'm growing the game of soccer more than I ever could as a player in my ability like I was good but like clearly I can have a bigger impact this way so I think that's the end game is just always you can go back to that you know if you have that one like truth for your you know that it's like your internal compass it's like okay i'm doing this because of this really so like me getting the ea cover cool it's cool to say that like an american shot that and i'm from i shoot the mls on a regular basis maybe someone It's like oh who shot the ea cover comes to me sees that i shoot mls they don't watch mls and then like now soccer is growing that one more person right so i think that's a major part of it for me and probably what i would go back to when i'm like questioning how why is this special really you know um yeah that would be it i love that okay we have a few more questions for you
0: There is a debate going on right now on TikTok that sports photographers like don't have to be that good. They just have to be lucky because you're just like, oh, the moment's happening, capturing it, boom. What are your thoughts on that? And I I kind of feel like I know where you're gonna go
1: with it, but would love to hear your take. Yeah, I I think that's the other side of my consciousness telling me the same shit. (laughs) Like, dude, I tell myself that all the time, but it's not luck. Like, I mean, you can be a good sports photographer, but you're not going to be as good as me. Like it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I, love Let's go. I love it, dude. I Same love with it. the goat. Like I love you're, it. I love you're it. not, it's you, like you could get one shot or two shots, you know, here and there, like everyone can. There's times where I'm super unlucky and it has nothing to do with my ability. It's just, again, the field's so big, great moments. And that's the thing, like half of the great moments, like one of my friends, Matt, and his buddy Ethan, like they're not necessarily even field level anymore, which is kind of like where they started as well. And I started like, I would just like roam the stadium. And it's more about just like the game or the the game is all encompassing. It's more about more than what is happening on the field. It's like the fans, the, if you can give me an emotion you know, through photos, just show me how it feels to go to a game. Like that's what I want to see. And so the, like my friend Matt right now is doing a great job of that. And I love, love looking at his photos. Um, and I try and have a similar approach when I can. A lot of times I still though, enjoy being right there in the moment and someone scores and they're celebrating. So I still cater to that. I would say more than, more than him but there's different approaches you can have. And again, he has had to hire some people to shoot like him for, cause he can't be at every game and that, you know, they had this contract for, for a tournament and no one could do it like him. And it's like, and some of these are like artists and like top, you know, photographers in general. And they have some good photos here and there, but like they don't see the game like he does. And that only comes from like one, like loving it that amount and to just repetition and practice. Like even Messi probably loves soccer more than the average, you know, person, but he's also at some point was practicing. Or maybe Messi's just like not the best example. You could go the Ronaldo route <laughs> where like he just is like not as naturally gifted and just like worked harder than everyone. Like that's more the approach I like to I like to have. Um but I think yeah, I mean I don't know people can talk on TikTok, whatever, but like, see, see, me, see me at the game. <laughs> like, see let's, like, we'll let's see the, the photos, yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. on the page. Yeah. Like, let's see the pictures. And then you're like, Oh wait, I didn't even like get a credential or something. It's like, yeah, dude, it's like, there's a reason. Like, stay scrolling, big yeah, guy, yeah, <laughs> stay yeah. scrolling.
2: So, I don't know. What would you say? Uh, Cause like, this is obviously a field that is continuing to grow. And I'm noticing the same things that you're saying at baseball games, at basketball games, at soccer games. If you were to see someone starting out right now, 17, 16, 15, whatever, and they just pick up a camera way earlier than we all did, uh, what what's kind of some of your advice to them? Just a few quick things that you'd give to that person.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it totally depends on what they're like. It's easier when I see photos. So for example, like I can keep going to this kid who who is in Atlanta. Again, it would be super sick if he found out about this. Um his photos, I was like, man, like these aren't bad as in, and you know, I'm a pretty harsh critic. So like they they're good, but I was like, what separates like this from mine? Like I was just scrolling through it, like in the Uber home. And I noticed like people's legs are chopped off here or people's like, he has the like edit and like the feel a little bit. And he literally his time like his feed is like 12 posts. So like, you can tell he just started. It's again, like that extra little level of emotion that I feel like I was getting in some of my early photos was was missing a little bit. And maybe that's just from like the pure passion side of the actual game. And like maybe some of the younger people are just like, oh, I just need people to like my photos first. Or you're trying to search for your own style. Like I think just experiment and figure out what you like. When I was younger, like I didn't look at anyone's photos as far as like, other than like older, like, Walter Eos and people like that who like also they're shooting environments, shooting NBA stuff. Like there was like people smoking in the stadium. So like it just looks hazed out and it's sick. Like there's a lot of color in the the lights. They could even use strobes like from up top back in the day. And it's like, okay, we can't do that now. So like, it's going to look different, but it just felt almost like a painting or something. And uh, that was more my inspiration rather than just looking at some other like photographers, like of the modern day, I don't know, like same for you guys as podcast. Like, no, like I knew ab- about it and like knew I was obviously coming, but I purposely didn't look at it just because like, I don't always like to have predisposed thoughts about what I'm like about to work on or go do. I would rather just, cause I think that's how you figure out like who you are really, right? And how you react in the moment. And so I would do that too. So I'm like, I don't know, if I was a photographer now starting out, I would almost just like not be on Instagram. Like potentially this could be like a wild take and maybe I'm like, listen back, and like, what are you talking about? But like, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Like you're so infiltrated with photos like nonstop and that's kind of shaping your vision. And it's like, I feel like one of the most radical ways that you could just be a raw, something different would to be like not looking or caring what what other people are shooting. Granted, there's like, a, it's a double-edged sword cause you need to almost be on Instagram so people can see your own work. But I would consider something like that where I wasn't following any soccer photographers or just a few and then go from there. Um, I like that, like curation. I mean, of- I think you just, yeah. Like you are a product of like what you definitely see in your mind is always like taking stuff in so like and this is from even when I first got in, like I got into photography from like watching like Casey Neistat vlogs and wanting a vlog camera and just that whole generation. Like that was where I got it from. I got a camera, I tried to shoot one video. It's, I didn't even wanna edit it. And then I just took photos. So like, that's literally the only reason I'm a photographer. Like, <laughs> but he always said something that stuck with me and it's probably like the most valuable piece. Is Like he just, and I don't know if he really lived by this or not, but he was just like, I don't wanna see other people's work. I don't really want to see like the brands, like if he's working on a brand campaign, like he will listen to the meeting, but he doesn't really want to see their idea for this. Like he would rather have it be a Casey Neistat idea. So it's like, that's where I think I try and also implement that now in some of my, my like directing work. Cause I don't know what my style is yet. I can see like examples and sometimes my partner and I like send stuff back and forth. Like, Oh, this was pretty cool. This was cool but like i would rather it like i my own intuition and ability has like gotten me this far you can always learn things from like the pros but i would rather it be like a little bit fresher straight straight from my brain i think i think so too and i
2: i completely agree with your take i think it would be very interesting as an experiment we should take one of the rocks their phone for like six months and put them in like a wilderness camp <laughs> just fucking, <laughs> we'll sponsor it presented by one of the brands you Maybe know whatever you're feeling yeah whatever you're feeling and we'll fucking throw them in a little cabin and like <laughs> give them some shit to shoot for like a few months i think it's really interesting though and i agree with you like every time we wake up in the morning when i pick up my phone i've tried to stop myself because it's a fucking terrible habit dude it like boom it's like instantaneous wake up alarm instagram and i'm i'm trying to fight this like horrible disease that i've like yeah most of us probably listening to this are going through you know and and trying to like detox my fucking brain from all just the endless scroll because i i think i pick up the phone and yeah i lock it look at an hour i'm like oh my god dude how did i just spend an hour on some mindless ass shit that doesn't matter none of none of what i just saw like None of that mattered, but I, I just kind of let an hour pass me today. It's it's weird to think about, but uh, what is so something that you see from uh, we call them little rocks, like they're the they're baby photographers, you know, they're starting out to the big rocks that you guys that are shooting the World Cup. What are the main like two differences that keep popping up from people that maybe DM you photos that you're like, dude, just please stop messing this up, and we'll be in a much better place. It'll make you so much further along.
1: Mm, I th- I think something. Around the same kind of lines as that, is like now I'm like hiring people for my own agency that are like younger. And it's like, I have, I think it comes with like just this level of confidence. And also, you always trust yourself, right? But the, it's almost like the way you carry yourself a little bit. Like, I want to, like, I would quick trust someone quicker if they were just like hardcore competitor, basically, and someone who's just like so confident in their own work, but not unnecessarily, like there's some people who are like blindly just like, oh no, what I'm doing is good. And if it's not, then there's a big problem. Like, and I'm not the end all be all of like, what's good or not, but if I'm hiring you, I am. And it's like, you just, I'm still waiting, I guess, in the younger pool of photographers right now in the soccer world for someone to just be like hitting it like basically every weekend just in and out of games being like wow okay like this person is really really something like I see people who the photos like kind of look like mine or they look like and also I wouldn't want like I need someone to show me something new if I see just like replicas of not as good version of my own work then I'm just like you know okay you did a carousel and like cropped photos and you like turn them at an angle which is like something that like i kind of do sometimes and like it's like i've seen this before i'm doing it and i'm like doing it better it's like i'm waiting for someone to shoot something and be like oh shit like that i haven't seen before so that's one thing um i don't know what that is because i haven't seen it so like just waiting on that but two it's like when we go on shoot like can i trust someone with talking directly to the client absolutely not right now can I trust someone? And like my my partner and like our team like knows that. So like we, now I'm on a different level where it's like, I know what I'm doing for the most part, I'm still learning some stuff, but like I need to teach people, which is like totally different. Cause then you check yourself first and be like, all right, was that like what I was supposed to say there? Or like, how do I tell these people that you're doing a good job? How do I tell these people you're not doing a good job? Like those are all learning things that you go through when you, when you have an agency, but for, I think it's the mentality. I would much rather work with someone who walked onto like a game looks legit. Like we just had a like etiquette for like our team as how we show up. And it's like, you can't be like shooting the game and like, with like palm trees on your shorts or like cargo sailboats but like cargos are cool now so it's like <laughs> know, you know what i mean like I gore culture is like a yo, thing Yo, the khaki cargo shorts though yeah we got to get yeah, rid of those yeah. i used to rock them not sure high school i did but, like, too pants. oh yeah dude in high school those were oh, the, the,
2: pants, shit, the, the shit. the pants. pants are like yeah we've grown uh, Dude, i remember in yeah. college it was like dude random thought in college bro someone showed up to one of the rush events and cargoes. dude took him off gave him a pair of sweats and lit them on fire and i was like i had of those remind me never wear those i won't won't rock those out fuck that Um, phone (laughs) Um,
1: new one's coming yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. i I pre-ordered it i'm I'm locked in that's so funny um yeah i mean i like so for starting 11 in general like i think we i described it to our team as like I need you guys to look like we're like the SWAT team basically and just come in and have like, we can have some branded stuff, but like if it was up to me, we would be in like all black, like look like fucking, I don't know, like we're about to shoot a Paramount picture kind of thing. And we still have like most of our team just like not ready for that because they're mental. Like every other photographer I've seen so far is just like not locked in. Like I would want, like I would, be or tell my younger self to be. And like, you can almost see it like we're, I don't know, I got MLS all-star game or something like some of our team is just like laughing to each other and like the clients in the room, just like telling a joke. And it's just like joke after, like, I want people to almost like be afraid of us as far as like a working thing in a way. And that's just like the competitiveness. And like, I would just want, not that you can't have fun, And like, I laugh at games and stuff like that, but it's like a time and a place and like people just don't recognize that. So as a younger person, the only way to learn is I would just be serious all the time. Like when I was going to a game, like I'm not there to talk to people. Everyone was older than me anyways. I was just there to show people that I was the best person there. And like, I still, now I can go and I like chit chat, but like when I'm like sitting down, it's like, you'll just, the only time you will see me like doing something, I'm like running past you to like, go get that photo. And I think that's, I want that mentality in like a younger person. You remind me of Dion Sanders, Coach Prime. Literally, I was, dude, I never watched 60 Minutes, like ever. Yeah. On my flight, I was watching that just like, yep. Like, and I, I don't have, honestly, I think most people that know me would say like, I'm pretty quiet and like reserved. But if I get asked about something like, and it's in a space like this, that's where I feel like I can share. Cause people are curious, right? Like if someone's watching, it's like, I may, just say hey to you at the game quietly and like do that, whatever. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try. And it. it's interesting because I have friends who are, maybe have different perspectives and still do a great job, but it's just what works for me. It's not that I'm trying to say like, hey, I wanna be better than you. I wanna be better than this. It's all just me telling myself. So I produce my best work. That's all it is. It's not like, as soon as the whistle's over, like literally as a player, it's like, I could like shake someone's hand. I would wanna trade jerseys with them. I love what they do it's just what I do for me. And it's what works for me clearly. Like that's why I'm doing this. So, yeah. And maybe for younger people, it's just, yeah, if that works for you, try it. If it, or if you haven't tried that yet, just be like a little more mentally hostile in your head and like (laughs) give it a go, see what happens. Yeah. But like, maybe people don't know what that is as far as like, how do I translate that into photography? And that just means like being locked in, like sometimes I'm at a game like looking around, like there's memes right now of Messi, like always scanning like a stadium, like he's playing, like he's at a concert and he's like looking around over his shoulder. Like I'm doing that in games. Like, is there a fan behind me in this like half a second that could be like lit well, that could be a cool photo? Like some people may just be like, just staring through their lens or, you know, I don't know what other people do. I can't relate to that, but it's, I'm like hundred percent dialed in basically.
2: I love it. Dude, I think uh, I think more people need to take that approach. I think they'll come out with better bigger and better stuff um dude I, I appreciate you so much coming on the show this was this was amazing we're going to link all of your socials below yeah. and i hope to see i hope to see another cover from you soon and I'm, the book and i'm excited yeah. for this
1: book i think the book will be the, a game like a life-changing thing yeah. if it if it happens well we'll like, have
2: we'll have to have you on again in maybe like six months to a year and we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about this we'll book. show it yeah hopefully i mean i know i know it'll happen it's just how so i love it i love it Devin. thank you so much for tuning in to episode 80 of the 505 podcast make sure to hit that sub button leave us a like we'll see y'all next week peace
0: later